As the S&P Global Platts Hydrogen Markets Americas Conference comes to an end, I'll review some highlights that I thought were interesting and review the conference as a whole. All of that on today's Hydrogen Podcast. So the big questions in the energy industry today are, how is hydrogen the primary driving force behind the evolution of energy? Where is capital being deployed for hydrogen projects globally? And where are the best investment opportunities for early adopters who recognize the importance of hydrogen? I will address the critical issues and give you the information you need to deploy capital. Those are the questions that will unlock the potential of hydrogen, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Paul Rodden, and welcome to the Hydrogen Podcast. Okay, well, the second annual S&P Global Platts Hydrogen Markets Americas Conference has come to an end. And I'll say as far as virtual conferences go, this one was very well done and included some great presentations from global leaders from around the world. If you weren't able to attend, I highly recommend signing up for the presentations. And I'd like to start off today by talking about Zane McDonald's North American Hydrogen Markets. And two of the slides that I'd really like to focus on regard cumulative investments for blue and green hydrogen over the next four years. According to his presentation, Blue hydrogen in 2021 accounts for roughly $4.5 billion and is estimated to grow to $11 billion by 2025, with the biggest growth in Europe and Asia-Pacific. What's interesting is the contrasting slide from green. Whereas in 2021, green has rough investments of just under $6 billion and is expected to grow to just over $16 billion in 2025. Again, with the biggest growth being Europe and Asia-Pacific. There was also an amazing presentation by E3 Consulting, given by Al Rettenmayer, highlighting some of the differences between blue and green economics. And some of the numbers that he gives are these. On the green side, he states that currently stack size is increasing, Now at 1.25 megawatt per stack, hydrogen production is 18 kilograms per megawatt. 25 megawatts makes about 10.6 metric tons per day, and total installation cost is about $1 million per megawatt. Keeping that in mind, it takes 58 kilowatts per kilogram to make hydrogen with PEM electrolysis. With electricity at 4 cents per kilowatt hour, Electricity cost is $2.30 per kilogram of hydrogen produced, or $20 per MMBTU. Recovery of hydrogen energy in a fuel cell yields 20 kilowatt hours per kilogram, which makes it 35% efficient, or 37% if compression is counted. Ultimately, what this means is that 95% of operating costs for green hydrogen is electricity, Another interesting presentation was by Charles Myers of the Massachusetts Hydrogen Coalition. He discusses the development of ports, rails, and aviation clusters. Two of his examples were Houston and Greater New York. In the example of Houston, if one were to total up all hydrogen use from port equipment, drayage trucks, harbor craft, airport GSE, and buses, we're looking at over 84,000 kilograms of hydrogen. Now that also excludes Bayport, which in this case would double the amount of port equipment and drayage trucks hydrogen usage. And New York, as you would expect, could require even more hydrogen. 
with a minimum total there of just under 150,000 kilograms of hydrogen. And that also does not take into account buses, trains, and ferries. There was also a really good presentation by Andy Hemingway, president of Energy Optimization and Innovation at Wood. And if you don't know who Wood is, they're a leading consulting and engineering company across energy and the built environment. With 120 plus hydrogen units licensed and designed, they've also pioneered blue hydrogen innovation at over 90% CO2 reduction, biohydrogen development, modular hydrogen units for a range of capacities, and on the carbon capture side, they've had over 140 CCS studies. The bulk of this presentation, and the really interesting part about it, is what they've done to support the UK industrial decarbonization effort with the Humber Zero project. The Humber Zero project is part of the Humberside hydrogen cluster in the UK, which in total is looking to capture 12.4 metric tons of CO2. And what makes this project so interesting is that it encapsulates both blue and green hydrogen projects and is supported by some of the biggest names in energy today, like Philip 66, BP, Equinor, and Drax. Now, what Wood is doing in this project is developing some solutions as the project moves further along, including development of decarbonization roadmaps, pre-feed designs and costing for preferred options, integrated steam and power balances for the cluster, and support for application for funding to UK government. And to me, what makes this project so impressive is the integrated use of so many different technologies so that they're not just highlighting green or blue, but a combination of both to get the highest possible return on investment while also helping the UK reach its net zero carbon goals by 2050. Now, some of these production numbers are also very interesting, including 50 megawatts of green hydrogen, 140 megawatts of SMR blue hydrogen, 800 megawatts of ATR blue hydrogen. They're also looking to install six post-combustion retrofit units for carbon capture, the development of both hydrogen and carbon dioxide pipelines, and a CO2 booster compressor. All of this adds up to eight metric tons per year of CO2 avoided. And just as impressive is a software application to check for economic sensitivity. Using this tool, users can run their own sensitivity analysis, changing a number of variables, including the start date of the project, the project and asset operational life, discount rate for cash flows and MPV, CO2 transportation and storage costs, CO2 emissions penalties, and natural gas and merchant power prices. After the user sets in all its criteria, a new cash flow and NPV of levelized cost of CO2 abatement is recalculated for the new CO2 input conditions. They go on to note that there are several other significant opportunities around the world to do this exact same thing. And I, for one, would love to see it be brought to the states, especially Texas and Louisiana. Okay, that's it for me, everyone. If you were able to listen in to this conference also, stop by my website and leave a comment or question regarding your thoughts on the presentations. And as always, everyone, take care, stay safe. I'll talk to you later. Hey, this is Paul. I hope you liked this podcast. If you did and want to hear more, I'd appreciate it if you would either subscribe to this channel on YouTube or connect with your favorite platform through my website at www.thehydrogenpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. I very much appreciate it. Have a great day.